Beats and Vibes Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Tights and Vibes Podcast. Tights and Vibes. I'm back and better than ever. <laughs> it's not I'm just the same. I'm just the same, and that's enough. Welcome to Tights and Fights, <laughs> the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. I'm Helias's younger brother, Ezekiel, <laughs> and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation. All Dan's on deck, Danielle Radford. She's doing it. It's barely. <laughs> and Friday Night Deright. That's me. Kelp. I am a Deright. It's true. <laughs> so I've been eyebrows deep in a move for about the past Oof. month. I've watched Oof. zero wrestling, with the exception of MJF's promo. <laughs> <laughs> and how's everybody doing? Good. Good, good, good. Yeah, busy. It's been a busy old yeah. time, hasn't it, of late? Been a busy it old has. time. It's been really busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, actually got to go see some wrestling in person. I went to go see Dynamite, which was incredibly fun, including um, this moment where... I was sitting outside with a friend of the show and a circle contestant now, Rachel Evans. And we're just like standing outside, like grabbing some food and getting away from the crowds and everything. And some dude comes up and hits on me, which is like that I'm not used to being in public and that happening anymore. Maybe it's because you were one of a thousand hunks. That could I be was. it. That was really fun. Thank you again uh, for everyone, because I know that there were some Tights and Fights folks there at the show. Thank you all so much for showing up. For those who didn't show up, you missed me losing my entire dick over meeting Tony Schiavone, which I did. I lost my mind. And there was a lot of like, oh, so many of your favorite wrestlers were there just hanging out and chilling and talking to people and being social. So like when I tell y'all Tights and Fights fam to come to something cool, come to that cool thing because there was like a lot of really cool people there the brothers nemeth did like a uh, and it, it it was not a work they wore shot collars for like a trivia segment wow okay yeah that's a choice that to they see made. how much they know about each other yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh people liked it uh i felt weird <laughs> people about it people like watching Dolph Ziggler get shocked news at more at yes. 10 like i mean come well, on <laughs> is this a pilot for a new show on MTV2? Because that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> a little put bit, on yeah, shock yeah. collars. The newlywed game, but with shock collars. I pitch it. Book it. Yeah. Book it, brother. <laughs> Book it. <laughs> uh, just a great couple of days of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo. I'm, you can tell I'm tired because that happened last night. So you can tell that I'm like a little sleepy baby. I mean, a dynamite and then a night of a thousand honks. That's two big wrestling events for baby Danielle. That's a lot. Look, I don't leave the house unless I'm hanging out with like friends at like a small thing. I don't, I, I'm not a partier no more. The, the last little bit of party that I would have had in me is scared by a virus. Going out two nights in a row. Ooh, mama tired. I'm gonna need to sleep. Let me ask a question to both of you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pose this as a hypothetical Mm. to move into wrestling, even deeper into wrestling. Suppose someone has been moving for a month and hasn't watched anything. Uh If you were to catch that person up at the beginning of a podcast, how would you very quickly summarize everything going on? Knowing, well, I'll pretend I haven't been keeping tabs (laughs) on things. Would that person know about the MJF stuff? Because I would want to tell them about that, but I know that that's well, the that's one our thing you event, would know about. So, so let's assume he knows that. that. Roman Reigns has taken some time off. Yes. Sasha and Naomi are now in parts unknown. Stephanie yes. also taking some time off. Randy Orton is hurt. Is he hurt or is he just 
having a minute. I thought he had um He has a, a back thing, disc. right? Is the yeah. back thing yeah. that, that he, he needs going to lie to down? Is that surgeons? the back thing? I will be, I, I will believe that he is genuinely injured when I know that he is not on holiday because he does love I, going to like I, I mean, Bora Bora or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. What else? I would watch Tell That Person All About the Judgment Day because that's fun and I think that person would enjoy mm-hmm. fun. But that's the thing with most of you. You're afraid of hard work and success. Instead, you're content to go to work and watch your boss sit in that corner office and make 10 times your salary with a sliver of your brain power, all because you sit on your lazy asses eating Cheetos in a cubicle. And I would want to catch him up on Becky Lynch's outfits. The other stuff I would catch you up on would be stuff that Mm -hmm. we would just be talking about now because it's like some of the more recent stuff. Let's talk about some of that. Because like I said, I've been keeping tabs. The puppet yeah, master's never far from the strings. <laughs> CM Punk is the new AEW world champion, dethroning Hangman Adam Page. Mm-hmm. Quit Tony Khan trying to start 50 businesses with him at that press conference. <laughs> Just the- so bunch of, he wrestled a bunch of young guys, a bunch of veterans in between there. The Will Hobbs, Daniel Garcia, goddammit. And then he showed up, uh, did the biggest program in terms of everything tv box ever with mjf and then he did the goddamn main event here he's the biggest part of financial success in the history of this company let's fucking go (laughs) we gotta put ether behind that yeah good answer (laughs) you know what else he's number one (laughs) you know what we're gonna start people uh we don't use wheelbarrows anymore, but everybody wants food and there are too many cars. So what if we took wheelbarrows and put food in them and just took it to people? Would that be good? I have to go to the bathroom. I definitely made a joke about how Tony Khan needs to blink at the Night of a Thousand Hunks. And I'm going to go ahead and say that most of the wrestlers, I don't think, appreciated it. Oh. <laughs> is that because they dare not blink at Tony Khan? I mean, like... It's because his signature is on their paycheck. Yeah, yeah whoopsie daisy Danielle well that's like he's not paying you yeah, exactly you can say whatever you want whatever they're want. just not gonna fall they're just not gonna go yeah they'll be like huh. oh no <laughs> like not the truth how dare you what do you think of this version of the lincoln lawyer do you think david e kelly is just taking it too much into style or um or is it does it feel good oh oh i'm just i would not want to be tony khan's cardiologist that's all i'm gonna say on that front but good for punk i guess who gets to be a champion he looks real tired, um, so uh, I don't know how long this is going to last or what we're going to get out of it. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was good. Mm-hmm. We know I love Hangman Adam Page, but wasn't the, the run wasn't the sum of its parts for me. I think he had some fantastic matches, but right. the overall run I don't think ever got the spotlight it deserved. I don't think they built him as a convincing champion ever. So let's see what Punk does with it, as long as he can not look as tired as he did on Dynamite this week. Who was it that said early on that there were like 10 names from WWE that they would sign? Cody. Cody said they were only, he said, because someone said, are you just going to sign a load of WWE guys? And he said, there's only like eight guys that I would be interested in. I guess we can't throw that back at them anymore because he's not there. (laughs) No, no. Everything that Cody said, we have to put into the memory hole. Yeah. But also... Of the world champions you've had now, mm. so you have you have Jericho Moxley, yeah. then you have then you have Kenny, then Hangman Adam Page and CM Punk, which means of the world champions you've had, sixty percent of them would probably most widely be known from their time in WWE. Look at you and your match. Which which, begs the, which begs the question. 
I know. Percentages? <laughs> what? It is it is Friday morning, sir. I've been up since six, which begs the question, is AEW continuing to build too much of their brand off of guys who are best known from WWE? Not that I blame that. Like, look, if you give me the opportunity to sign a lot of this talent, including the newly debuted Stokely Hathaway and Athena, I, w- I would do it. I would also say it's important to figure out sort of what your brand identity mm-hmm. is. Right. And I think that that's, for me, has been AEW's biggest problem. There is a mix of building homegrown people like Jade Cargill, like mm. MJF, who, not that they've never wrestled anywhere else, but would be probably best known to a wide audience from AEW. Mm-hmm. I think Jade is like maybe their first real homegrown True. talent. Jade's yes, only I been wrestling completely. for two years. I don't think that she's wrestled anywhere else before she came into to AEW. Yeah, I think she's their biggest success as well. Mm-hmm. Britt Baker as well, but the other major AEW stars, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, you know, they, they pulled, that was the original thing, was it felt like this sort of rebel alliance, right? Mm-hmm. Of yes, all these right. people coming from different promotions and now they're all going to wrestle here, but they'll still go wrestle in those promotions and then... It seems like Hangman Adam Page's run, while it was a great story leading up to him getting the belt, it was defined more by whoever he was wrestling than who he was as a champion yeah. and what he stood yeah. for. And we've talked about this, is that this is one of AEW's biggest stumbling blocks for me, is making their main champion feel important. Like, even with Kenny, I don't think they nailed it to the wall, you know? I think... Right, they were too busy, like, having him go around the world. Yeah, yeah doing, like, yeah. a world and tour and- of getting all these other belts. As though, like, he needed... As though their championship was not good enough. Yeah. You know? And when you have as many belts as they have, it's like, how do you make that main belt feel so important that everyone in the company should want it? When you are a brand new company, you really have to do a lot. Like, it's, you have to make your championships feel like they are important and not like something that just came out of nowhere because you don't have the history and the legacy that a lot of other championships have where it can be like I'm standing in the shadow of all of these other great men and women you don't have that I think that punk is the right choice for right now to make it feel important I do miss that idea that it was going to be a lot more about showcasing people that we hadn't seen before. But this is where we are now. And so this is where we are now. I think it's a great idea to keep it on him for a little while. I agree. I don't think that he's going to want to be champ for like forever, ever, forever, ever. I don't see him wrestling, like wrestling, wrestling too much um, forever, ever. And I know that he had, I, I, you know, it, it looked like a botch to me. Uh, on Dynamite. You were there. Yeah, it looked like a botch to me. I could be wrongsies. Well, I don't he, think I, I mean, am. he looked tired. I mean, we we don't know. He, he just wrestled a title match and then he came out to do Dynamite. Yes. And he is not a young man and he hasn't been working as consistently for such a long period of time. So sure, yes. these things going to happen. But I agree with you completely. I think that he is the right person for right now. And I think he does not know how not to try his hardest, you know, when he's right. minded to. So yes. I think he's going to make it his business to put his stamp on it and he's going to want to make his his mark and he's going to want to make it feel so important because exactly punk likes feeling important i don't know if you know this but my friend phil uh really likes (laughs) to feel my good friend Phil Phil? from noted young lady Lindsay kelk really (laughs) likes to feel punk really likes to feel important and 
he will make that belt feel important so he can feel important. And I think they'll just mm. be good for each other. I think it will be good for the business. I will think it will be good for him. I think it will be really good for the belt. I think whoever takes it off him is going to have to make it feel like a real, a really huge event to take it off him. Yes, it's going to have to be a big ass deal when he loses it, for sure. It's going to have to be a big yeah. ass and deal. It doesn't mean he has to Which have Which is great it because it should be a big ass deal. It's yeah. the belt. It should be a big ass deal. Agreed. That's great. Yes. And uh, speaking of punk, he is confirmed to wrestle Hiroshi Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. Go, Ace. What is forbidden about this door? Nothing. This... Nothing. It's just there's a nothing. door. It's a lovely there is door. No, there's only one door for AEW that's forbidden. There's only one door. And it ain't open. And people are going through it one way to work for one company or going <laughs> yeah. through it the other way to work for the other company. That's the only, like... No, it seems uh, like a very nice door. It seems like a door I would enjoy. Uh, it seems like the hinges are well-oiled. <laughs> Seems like it's not creaking. Uh, seems like it's, just, you know, a lot of people have got keys, but like, it's you know. It's saloon doors. There's no way to lock you know? it. They're just <laughs> swinging all the time. Hey, look, if I was ever to get like a tattoo on my tummy, it would just say forbidden door and point down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I am excited about so Tanahashi because I love Tanahashi. I think it'll be a good match. Yes, um, it's going to be a great match. They're, they're you know, sure. similarly aged gentlemen. <laughs> So, like, that's good. But Tanahashi can go, and he is a great worker. It does make me think, obviously, that Punk's just going to win real nice and clean. Yes. Because Tanahashi's got very little to lose at this point. And I, more than anything else, enjoyed Kenta's subtweet, which was like, oh, I see. I see. (laughs) Fuck this. Kenta? loves subtweeting CM Punk. It is he the hates him best so thing. much. He I'm hates so him. mad that and they I get pussied it. out of that match. I fucking get it. Yeah. I get it. Kenta's sat at home being like, you're fucking kidding me. Tanahashi will be a nice match. They couldn't give him Okada because you couldn't have Okada lose. Right. And if you can't give him Okada, you give him Tanahashi. So speaking of of the Forbidden Door, Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins are having their blow off at Hell in the Cell, where Bianco Belair will also take on both Asuka and Becky Lynch in a non-cell title match. Mm. Put it in the cell. Put it in the, in the cell. cell. The cell's you? right there. You have the cell. Use the cell. Ugh. <sighs> I love the cell. Is the cell one time use only? Like, are you not, can you not reduce, reuse, resell it? Michael Cole say it's the most unforgiving structure in wrestling, like at least five times. And he can't say it five times in one match. So give me the ladies in the cell, for fuck's sake. Give me Oscar in a hell in a cell, please. Please, dear God. Give me Bianca in a hell in a cell, please. Let's have Becky monstrously tie Bianca's ponytail to the cell. Like, it's right there. It's all right it's here. Right there. Just what is wrong with you people, you monsters? Selfish. It's selfish. <laughs> it's, cr- it's it's really wicked and cruel, yeah. honestly. It's, it's cruel rude. to have that match and not put it in the cell. They're letting themselves down and they're letting me down. They're letting everybody mm-hmm. down. And they should think about that. How do you feel about the way uh, Raquel Rodriguez is being pushed right now? She seems so chipper, doesn't she? What a happy lady. Although I, from the stuff I'm reading online, that apparently is very much a truer representation of who she is. And I guess you can't yeah. push two grumpy monsters when you've got Rhea um, being a grumpy monster. Right. So Raquel's right. got to have a point of difference. I feel like the Alexa of it all is quite interesting at the moment as well, because they're just quietly having Alexa come in and win a lot of matches. And it's like, so that Vince can just quietly put the belt back on his favorite at some point. Right. <laughs> he can just be like, no, she won loads of matches. Let her have it back. I like it when she I does enjoyed the thing. Her runs. I enjoyed her championship runs. The, mm. the... If she could trade the dolly for the belt, then I'm in. Yeah, the, uh, I'm kind of yeah. done with that. 
I'm kind of over. Very. I'm yeah. I'm really over uh, scary Alexa. This specific thing. I was hoping that when she came back, there was going to be more of an evolution of that, yeah. or it was going to be something else entirely. It is very stale for me. I've just I've seen it. Would love to know how I'm many lilies it. they're selling uh, on wweshop.com because there's got to be a reason they're forcing her to yeah. take that fucking doll to the ring every week. So I'm like, are they yeah. selling a lot of them? <laughs> well, as far as uh, the lily of it all. We all know that WWE does not have a history of taking a gimmick and riding it into the ground so hard that it shows up on the other end of the planet. No, they never no. do that. That's what I like about happened. them. They keep everything nice and fresh and original. It's fun. Mm, it's great. So fresh and so clean, clean. <laughs> Love that for them. Love that for us. Yeah, it also looks like the, the championship tournament, the tag championship tournament, is not going to happen. Apparently The not. WWE Women's Tag Championships, they just decided not to do that. I feel like someone sat down at Stephanie's desk after she left randomly on a Thursday with no notice, and they went through yeah. her notes and they were like, wait, there's no women here. <laughs> like, because Stephanie's probably just got like a, a chart with all of their pictures and they just cross it off. What a way to prove the point of the two women who just yeah. left that the tags were not meant to, were not feeling important yeah. um, by completely canceling your tournament. Yeah. Would you be in favor of them retiring those belts in favor of a secondary women's belt that can travel between yes. shows? Honestly, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If they're not going to do anything with it, I love that there was a woman's tag belt, but they didn't do shit with it. Yeah. You've got to have a deeper roster to have a, a meaningful mm-hmm. tag, ongoing meaningful tag storyline. You can't just cobble people together. Right. That's the issue, yes. right? If they never built the division, they had the depth yeah. to mm-hmm. have a good single scene and, and tag scene. But Vince notoriously hates tag. Like, yeah, exactly. If you think of the successful tag teams, it's almost a fluke that any of them were successful or they were so good right. that that you you can't deny them the edging christian the hardy boys the dudleys like the time when yeah, they even kind New of Day, the even there were other decent tag team like there was a there was a tag division then but they would just cycle in too cool or cycle in the acolytes yeah. for for a little bit just to just to flesh it out there are very few ta- i mean you have rk bro you have the usos right. who are great and you have why is their name slipping? New Day? No, well, you have New Day. I was thinking New Day more as a faction. I know Big E is. Yeah, kind of I tend himself, to think of it more as a faction. I think of them more as like the free birds. These days, where at they're least. like a, a collective. No, I'm thinking of um, um, Montez Ford. Oh, Street and Profits. I, Street Profits. Thank you, yes. Street Profits. Fantastic. They're fantastic. Like, you can't. Oh, they're so Montez good. Ford. The Usos are so good. Uh, not only in the ring, but on the mic that you can't deny. Like, yeah. they're just going to be successful. Right. They're, they are. The successful teams do it in spite of yeah. of the way the tag team division is built, not because of it. And they and have that, a solid tag identity. Like, they are not two individuals. They are a mm-hmm. tag team. Like, yes. They- I'm trying to think of the last time where there was a tag team that was literally just two dudes put together fucking One Direction style. And it wound up being something where it felt cohesive, cohesive and good. And they weren't already like I, I want to say it was like maybe DIY was the last time where it was like oh yeah like they just like threw these dudes together and holy shit the chemistry is off the charts yeah. and they have always felt like they're a tag team and this feels right and good. I mean the only time I've seen it exceptionally well executed with just random people put together and I will not apologize for what I'm about to say mixed match challenge uh, all day long mm-hmm. all day long look, because they look, were just having fun. Look. 
and it was the best. Bring it back, you cowards. Bring it back, you cowards. Put it on TikTok. I don't give a shit. <laughs> put it on fucking... Because Put it on YouTube. Put it on Reels. Give me something. Give I me want something. the Mixed Match Challenge. Rescue dogs do rock. That's what I say. That is the one where, like, a lot of times I'm like, look, I'm not going to go fucking hunting around for, like, all your different content. But for Mixed Match, mixed match Challenge, I will hunt around for that content. So good. So good. <laughs> When things get shaken up at WWE, they'll bring someone in who, instead of creating tag teams to break them apart for storyline, you know, you're just putting them in. You're basically just putting stuff in a microwave to heat it up for later rather than this is a division and you hope a team gets to the point where they've been there long enough that you – there has to be some logical reason to break them up instead of when you put Randy Orton in a tag team with anybody. And granted, it hasn't happened this time, but I'm sure it will whenever he's back. Is you just wait for Randy Orton to turn on whoever he's tagging with? Like that's <laughs> yeah. the whole storyline is Randy Orton's going to turn on you. Yeah. I think on the women's side, I think Nat has tag teamed with everybody. I mean, I think that's because Everybody Natalia refuses on the to leave. <laughs> like Natalia refuses to leave. <gasps> I feel like Natalia got fired about four years ago, and she just kept coming in. Like I she's honestly, right God, they're just like space. she yeah, just exactly. won't. She just won't accept it. So they're just like, just let her keep coming in. Um, her therapist says we should just like allow this. Uh, I mean, I really thought for a minute you were going to say someone will come in who will bring back Mixed Match Challenge. I'm like, unless that someone is me or Danielle, it's not going to happen, is it? Like, it's just not going to happen. At least you have what was what was put out there. You can't take from me what I have. The dream. It exists. Yeah. You can keep it locked in your it's heart. It's up in here, forever. she says, tapping at her brain because she's not sure if it's still on Facebook. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> If you've got any thoughts on everything we've been talking about, you can tell us about it on our Facebook group. Plus, you can hear more about what we thought about wrestling on our Twitter pages. That's Julian. Find links to both in our show notes. When we come back, it's the main event that's better than you. And we know it. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Are you tired of eating expensive garbage? Yes. Are you tired of driving to restaurants and wasting time, gas, and money? Absolutely. Are you tired of wasting an entire afternoon or evening cooking and cleaning for food after a long workday? It's like you're in my head, Hal. Then it's time for you to take a look at our sponsor, Soylent. Delicious, nutritious food delivered to your door. And whether you want your meals in shake or bar form, Soylent has the food ready for you. Look, eat food. Food is good. You should eat food. But there are times when you want something to supplement what you're already eating. There are times when, again, if you're like me, like I wake up in the morning and I I, I want fizzy water and cat cuddles and no food to touch my tummy until like noon. So what the food that I do eat, I like the I like the, the drinks a lot. Like the, the protein shake is something that I will often because I can sip it throughout the day. And it keeps me getting all my nutrients, not being like a complete dirt bag who's not like eating while also so being able to go about my day until it's time for me to get in my solids. If you would like to supplement all the good that you're already doing, that's what Soylent is for. See, you always sold me on this. I was like, this sounds so good because I also love food, but I'm also lazy. And that's a real problem a lot of the time. <laughs> but I don't do well with like very creamy drinks. Like I don't do well with a milkshake, for example. Mm. And these drinks here and everyone was like, they're so amazing. They're so amazing. And I really wanted to get involved. 
but I, I don't always get on with a creamy drink, which I'm going to keep saying and it just sounds weirder every time. But then the squares came out and I got the squares and I'm now all on board because I love those. I know you all make fun of me all the time for having them, but I love those little babies. <laughs> I have one in like every purse. Uh, I, I have one in uh, the glove box of my car because I like to know I've got a snack that's going to take care of me. I love the peanut butter ones the most. The chocolate Ooh. ones are good too, but the peanut butter ones are so good. Premium. Uh, and I just like to know that I'm not going to pull over at the 7-Eleven and buy a peanut butter Kit Kat because I don't need one. Like, I don't need it. It will make me feel good for like a minute and then it will make my tummy hurt. So I love to know that I have the Soylent squares because they are tasty and they are good for me. Prop Soylent for taking care of my tummy tum. Mm-hmm. Soylent doesn't just set the bar They are the bar And the only thing better than feeling full Is feeling full on a discount So go to Soylent.com tights And use promo code tights To get 20% off your first order That's Soylent.com tights And promo code T-I-G-H-T-S For 20% off your first order Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Our comedy podcast, Jordan Jesse Go, just celebrated its 15th anniversary. It was a couple months ago, but we forgot. Uh, Yeah, completely. Our, Our silly show is 15 years old. That makes it old enough to get its learner's permit. And almost old enough to get the talk. Wow, I hope you got the talk before then. A lot of things have changed in 15 years. Our show's not one of them. We're never changing and you can't make us. Jordan, Jesse, go the same forever at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelt. Time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to... Anal bleeding. Whoa! Holy shit! I love Kate! On a hard fart victory. Live, Hal. What? Isn't there... When Punk said, I'm sorry, was that audible? I feel like that was audible. Is that something that we could throw in there? When did he say that? During the botch. <laughs> I'll have to look. I'll go back and look for it. Yeah, go back and see, because I think that was audible, but I don't remember. I, I really <laughs> thought you were going to drop in a You Fucking Mark uh, at the end well, of I this week, just, just, just as a special treat. <laughs> I, did, I did make the joke where I was like, I'm a Mark, but only other Marks can call each other Mark. Like, you guys can't call us marks. You can't use the M word. That's only for us. Yeah. Dolph Ziggler thought not it was very funny. Not even if it's in funny. a song. Yeah. Because <laughs> I said that, like, backstage joking, and Dolph was like, yeah, you should go do that. And then I did that, and it, like, did fine. They didn't really, they didn't care. They didn't care about anybody who wasn't a Russell person. What does he know? What does Fox News know about comedy? Come on, man. <laughs> Just kidding. I love you, Dolph. No, he Love was... you, Dolph. We will buy that reverse mortgage. Yeah. The, the Nemeths were incredibly charming and great dudes. Good dudes. Maxwell Jacob Friedman has been one of the most consistent acts on AEW since the brand premiered. Now there's more drama around him and his future in the company than ever before. I've been trumpeting and on the MJF bandwagon since the first time I saw him on the premiere episode of Dynamite. I said this kid is different. 
this is what strikes me about him is that he that character works you pick an era of wrestling you pick a decade pick an era pick a company he works there that character he's working off of an archetype that we've seen before mm-hmm. but he might be one of the best if not the best to pull it off and the guy is good in the ring and is so good on the mic like that's the thing. People there are a lot of people who are who are breathtaking to watch what they can do physically, but their personality is just a wet fart. And that means you're not going to be as invested in their mm-hmm. in their matches. You don't want to see them win. You don't care if they lose. You just want to see them do the flip and then you're done. Mm-hmm. The ability to make an audience care about you one way or the other, like to want you to win or lose, that is a real skill. That not everybody has. For Even real. people who are multiple time champions, I can look at them and go, they're very good. At, uh, you, they're just, there's something missing from them. And I think he is a, is a total package guy and a special generational talent. Uh, actually, MJF, I'm a level 45 Padawan Warlock Knight. So you better watch your mouth. News flash, you pencil neck geeks. If I wanted to hear your opinions, I would turn on TLC and watch reruns of my 600-pound life. So shut up! You know how I know how much Hal Loveland loves MJF? Um, Because for months, that was the only positive thing you had to say about (laughs) AEW. True. Uh, And by months, I mean months. Like six months? (laughs) Like a year, maybe? Um, You Mm -hmm. were... uh, you were all in on MJF, like from the very beginning. I was, I was um, all elite as a fan. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I 100% uh, co-sign what you just said. He, um, in the ring, as a wrestler, does all the things, hits all the marks, looks great. When you combine his in-ring ability with his charisma and his ability to uh, talk on the mic, some is much greater than all of its parts when it comes to MJF. Like, he literally turned, and I keep saying this because I think it's the funniest thing in the world. In the U.S., we wore those Burberry scarves for like one year in 1999. And then we stopped wearing them. And he turned that into a whole-ass identity. Like, that's amazing. If he goes somewhere where he is not limited, where he is allowed to uh, fly free little bird and no one is afraid that he's going to think that he's too big for the business, mm-hmm. he's going to wind up being too big for the business someday. And I think he loves it. Like, I don't know him. Like, we're not friends or anything. This is just speculation. I think he's one of those people who was like, I'm going to do this until they tell me I can't anymore or until physically maybe I should stop or I'm going to die early. Um, And then, yeah, I think that he has the potential to go off and do something else. I will say what I hope he doesn't do and what he's probably going to do. Remember when uh, Seth MacFarlane was like, oh, I'm going to release an album full of jazz classics. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. mjf i love you and you can sing no one is doubting that don't release an album yet please don't don't do that i want to believe he knows his limits he's very protective of his own character right so whenever anything comes out he responds to it in character so i want to believe i want to believe I, 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 the thing I think that I love about him, and I, I like MJF. I love MJF. I think he's great. Yes. Um, I haven't always been one hundred percent on board with it because 
that's not always my favorite archetype of character. And there are times when I'm just like, he's doing the same thing. There are times when I think he's gone too far with it, which is, you know, what you do with that character, you test the boundaries. And there mm. was some, a couple of moments where it went very personal and very dark, like the Darby Allen stuff I, I did not love. But I think what shines through on him, he is someone who loves this business and yes. has always loved this business. Yep. And it has been his only end goal and destination for his whole life. He did not come as a generational talent. He did not have a relative that was part of this. He just wanted it and he loves it and he's worked so hard at it. And I'm always going to love those people. I'm always going to love anyone that's passion shines through as strong as that. Like I want success for those people well that's why i worry the most because i feel like those people are the ones who are more likely to get their heart broken yes when, absolutely like i mean a little bit like sasha how we talked exactly about sasha, that's know? exactly like what i was broken. gonna say don't lose your smile mjf <laughs> don't lose your smile <laughs> but yeah because I, I i do i feel like those are the people who because they love it so much when they get to that point they're like well, I really love this. And and I don't necessarily think it's even one of those things where it's like, I have to be the, I mean, obviously everybody, if you get into wrestling, you want to be the biggest fucking draw in the world. You want to be on top. You want to be the champ. But I do think it's one of those things where it's like, when you feel like the business isn't giving you back the love that you've shown it, you do feel a little more heartbroken. And it's a little bit more like a, like a supernova where it's like you burn so bright that you burn out, you know? I want to track the timeline of events. Most recently, which is he no-shows a fan event, then the reports come out that a flight has been booked for him to leave and that he's not going to be making an appearance at the event at all. He does show up at the event. He even he even mocks these stories by doing the airplane gesture. Mm-hmm. He loses to Wardlow in a, in a great sort of button-up match. Gets gets exactly what you want from a heel, which is, which is you want to see him get the crap beaten out of him. Mm-hmm. And then it happens, and it's greatly satisfying. Now on to the next. Then then he shows up on, on Wednesday, Ooh. and as I said in our text thread, the pipe bomb walked so that this, so that <laughs> MJF could go into the multiverse, because I think it was, you know, the, the pipe bomb is a great moment in in wrestling history. Brought me back to wrestling. I've said but that it, a million times. Yeah. It does feel a little bit, there is like a whiny aspect to it. <laughs> No, <laughs> no. I mean, even it just comes across as uh, it, it doesn't come across as man of the people as as I'm sure he wants it to. And and as time I mean, goes it did by, at the time though, it did right? At the time. Like at the time, it, it did. did at the time. But as time goes by, it's less so. But here you have a guy who, by some reports, and I'm sure they're inaccurate, but some of the stuff that I've read, he's making a significant multiple less. Than yes. top people at the company. Yeah. He has never been given a title run. I don't think he's had, I think maybe he's had one title match or maybe even not. He may not have even had a world title match yet, but he has consistently, as he pointed out, delivered time and time again. So he rips Tony Khan, he rips the fans. I, what I would put up alongside Miz on Talking Smack. In terms Ooh. of like a great, I'm going to dissect everything you say about me and tell you why it's not true and tell you why you're wrong and and the real hurt that I have and why I have a legitimate reason to say what I'm saying. Can we play a clip of, of MJF from Wednesday? I don't want to wait till 2024, but you don't listen to me. So allow me to make it a little bit easier for you. Tony, 
I want you to fire me. Tony, don't tell me down, you piece of shit. Shut your mouth. Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You Danielle, mm-hmm. he says fucking what? You were there. Pretty sure he says fucking Mark. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understood. Like what, I said. What was bleep there? Marks can call each other Mark. Do I believe any of this is true? No, I don't. I don't think they're going to put him on TV and let him say whatever he wants. They, they've got to know within reason what he's going to say, and he might throw some extra stuff in. He's not getting fired. He's not going anywhere. But the fantasy that he could. Right. Is very exciting because I agree with everything he said. Like, I I don't think he said anything that was untrue. And isn't that what makes a great promo? Is either it's true and he's calling out stuff in other people or he's calling out his perception of how he's being treated. And I think both are happening here. But the conviction is real because those come from a real place. Those are accurate things to say about about everybody, about everything Mm -hmm. that, that he says. And that's what makes it such a great promo, just like when Punk did it in in 2011. Like, what he was saying was true. What Miz said on Talking Smack was true. That's why those three in particular are so important and so so great at being these blur-the-line moments. Because there are, I'm sure, a ton of people who are either WWE fans who want to see MJF in WWE because Mm -hmm. they think that he would... He would do really well. I would love to see him with The Miz. The two of them on the TV screen together and in a ring together on microphones would be amazing. Mm-hmm. But also, there are a ton of AEW fans that don't want to see him go or or will immediately turn on him when he does as a, right. as a sellout. Like it, this does everything that you that you want it to do. What's real almost becomes irrelevant in yes. terms of whether it's storyline or not because everybody has an opinion about it. Everybody is talking about it. We care enough about it that we're devoting half an hour to it right now like this is maybe the best thing AEW has ever done is what we saw on wednesday night for those however long it was five to ten minutes i have a question for you hal mm. please do you think this is leading um him, him up a road to pipe bomb versus pipe bomb are they building this up to an no. mjf versus That's punk is punk gonna come out and be like stop copying me you wish you were as important as you think you are, etc. Or is this leading us to a slightly more terrifying uh, version of the multiverse where Tony Khan ends up on my fucking television uh, and I have to see him not blinking into the camera every single week? Just I'll, once. I'll just to you. prove you can. It's like I've seen Breaking Dawn. They even told Bella she has to blink sometimes and she was a vampire. <laughs> so, like... If she can figure it out. I'm not on. even kidding. If you go back and look at that clip, he does not blink until he finally gets that moment where his eyes just like force themselves closed for a not couple of seconds. Lens because it's been not like, to contact yeah. lens. It's like a SpongeBob SquarePants close up where the eyes are all red and bloodshot. <laughs> Here's my answer. I think that, that Punk versus MJF has already been done. They did a really good version of it by making it really. You can't make it any more personal than they've already made it. So I, I don't think to go pipe like I did a pipe bomb. Now so where you're does doing he go? Like, where does he go? I don't know. I don't know the answer. I think that's really right. These moments become fleeting if nothing happens off of them. Yeah. You know what happens off of the pipe bomb is a series of more promos and Punk winning the title, at Money in the Bank, and leaving the arena like he said he would. Like they they actually took that somewhere. You can look at it yeah. as. You know, it's easy to, to mock WWE and say, like, they're never thinking it is, it is. more than a week ahead. And it's true, because they do a lot of times feel like a dog running around, 
like look trying to decide which toy to play with next. We've seen what happens but, when they catch the car. They really don't know what to do. <laughs> yes. But we've also seen them pull off longer term storytelling. They do have the ability to do that. And they're good at making us think that they're not doing it when they are. Mm-hmm. AEW has also shown an ability at, to be really strong with, with long-term storytelling. But also, they ignore a large part of their roster. So, I, I don't know what you do with him here. I think it's probably... I feel like Tony's more and more on camera. It's just a matter of time before he's on camera more. I don't e- want Even it. more. <laughs> I don't know he, what he's going to get. Then he needs a new jacket. He needs a new jacket. I Give us a shout, Tony. I will take you shopping. Right. I will take one for the team. We'll figure this out. You've got the money. Let's just do this. Also, if Punk is your champion and then you have him immediately lose to MJF, mm. then why would you have Punk be the champion? That was basically a face versus face match. Why not just keep it on Hangman Adam Page and have him drop it? And then have Punk take it off of MJ. Like, you know, they're yeah. just, I, yeah. I, I don't well, I don't know. I, well, I think because the Punk, the, I do feel like yeah. the MJF thing has fallen into their lap. Yeah, and whether or not everything that came before it was real or not real, like, yeah, but we know that, like, what that was. Some of it was real and some of it was not. And I don't know if it was planned. I think there's a difference between right. real and planned, right? Yeah. Yes. So this has kind of fallen into their lap and... Now they have to figure out what to do. So, of course, you let him go out this week and say whatever the fuck he wants. But by next week, you need to know what you're going to do with that. Otherwise, it just dies. Um, And I will say one thing that I thought was really interesting. My friend went to Dynamite on Wednesday and he took his kid. Kid's never really been a big MJF person. Like, his kid is like eight. So, Mm. like, he's like, oh, he's funny. He shouts a lot. But, like, you know, he likes the flippy. He loves kid wrestling, as he should, which is fantastic. Sure. I got a million texts when they got home and my friend's wife was texting me going like can you explain this mjf thing to me please because my husband and my child are just screaming at each (laughs) other to see that it is picking up new people and it's it's attracting people's attention Mm -hmm. you gotta do something with it you can't let this one die on the vine like but what is it who they have a thousand champions there but if you don't put this in the main championship Mm -hmm. How it's not, it just ceases to be relevant. So I'm just, I'm very curious. I think this is a really big test for Tony more than anyone else to see whether or not he can capitalize on something when it falls into his lap. And please don't put yourself in it. You don't need to be in it. <laughs> He's going to be in it. We <sighs> asked you in the nation of conversation for your thoughts on MJF. And Steven on Facebook said, I was never a big fan of the shock jock version of MJF where he just say shocking things to say shocking things. But his talent was undeniable. The me and my shadow bit with Jericho was the first time I realized how much range he had. Mm. Like the wallpaper sticks to the wall. Like the seashore clings to the sea. Like you'll never get rid of your shadow. Chris, you'll never get rid of me. And now, I think he's taking a page from Mick Foley's hero work and grounding his work by justifying his actions and making himself more relatable. It's a good point. I think he's built on a solid, you have to start with a strong foundation. And he had a strong foundation and has continued to build on it and not evolve, but grow. So you can draw a line from where he started to where he is now and and almost do that, um, I don't even want to say the guy's name, but the the... The son of a director who made a thing about Triple H, 
that was a deep dive into that character and yes. what that character was. Mm-hmm. It was a great thing, it's and I wish it was made piece. by someone else. You could draw that same line of logic around MJF right now to where he is, and he's not even he's not even been on national television for for more than three years. Mm. I think it's really smart the point in here about making him more relatable because I think mm-hmm. there has been time there have been times when I've just been like, stop whining, shut up, you know, because <laughs> that's part of his character. He's an arrogant, entitled prick that's part of his character you can never get fully over as that because like that's the thing right you have to be able to be face and heel like not i know there are exceptions but we look at the way that austin had his turn you know and that that's what pushed him up to the big time like being able to sit on both side of things even with punk it was being able to be an anti-hero is to be appealing it's to appeal to everyone playing on the idea of like fuck you i've done the work i Yes, I've been a heel. I've done everything for you, but I do the work. I am the person that gets it right every time, and I use. I still can't get respect for it. That's so mm-hmm. appealing to a wrestling crowd because mm-hmm. yeah. that makes him one of us, right? Like we're all at work and we can't get the respect we deserve. You know, he's one of us without saying, <laughs> "Hey guys, I'm one of you." Yes, that was not a pointed comment. That was a fact. Um, but it's you know, I think that's a really interesting, tiny pivot on where he's been, and that's. That's when I find wrestling really interesting, character development, when it's on a tiny pivot that just changes how the light hits you. Exactly. Nate said, one, I think his stuff got old quickly, but I also understand why he's over. Two, he's great on the mic and last night's promo was gold. I'm not even an AEW fan, so if I think it was good, then it's Mm -hmm. probably true. (laughs) He should be paid like the big stars. I love it. I do love that. I wasn't laughing at you, Nate. I was th- that statement of like, if I liked it, that it was. It felt familiar to me. <laughs> I think it's good. I'm like, Nate's got true. a fucking point. <laughs> yeah. You know what you like, Nate. I like that. Um, yeah. He should be paid like the big stars. You're right. Wes said generational talent, just like he said. He gets all the details just right, like mm. too much self-tanner on his hands and face. Yeah. He needs to be treated like a bigger deal, like a heel champion. I also want to shout out the one person who responded to the Tights and Fights tweet about it who just wrote, he's boring. <laughs> <laughs> we love a polarizing opinion. We love, we love a polarizing opinion. I love it. <laughs> If you've got more to say about MJF, go to our Facebook group via the links in the show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from wrestling that we want to share with you. That's up next on Tights and Fights. I'm going first. It's me, Jackie Kasia. Man, she's always this bossy. Uh, <laughs> hi. I'm Lori Kilmartin. Uh, we're a bunch of stand-up comics, and uh, we've been doing comedy like 60 years total with <laughs> both of us, but we look amazing. And, uh, <laughs> out. We drop every Monday on Max Fun, and it's called The Jackie Lori Show, and you could listen to it and learn about comedy and learn about anger management and all the things. And Jackie is married but childless, and I'm unmarried but childful. So together, we make one complete woman. Is that just what that one's going to end? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we try to make Kyle laugh just like that and say, oh, my God, every episode. It's a good job. Jackie and Lori Show, Mondays, only on Maximum Fun. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Loveland, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to share some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Ah! 
Danielle, you're up first. What do you want to put over? Black Wrestle Twitter continues to be the best thing that's ever happened to any of us. And as I think all of you know, there was a certain uh, thicky thick wrestler named Nikita Lyons, who Black Wrestle Twitter lost their entire mind for when she premiered. So on Memorial Day, she posted a video of her in a wa- uh, in a waist trainer, just full on thoughtin' and boughtin', like you do, and doing nunchucky things to a song from someone who I guess is a friend. The song is named, uh, it's called like Patriot or something. And so a lot of it is like, it's like a rap and it's like, eh. and then you get to the end where it's just like full on, like, where were you on January 6th, sir? And if you go to that guy's profile, he, he's like super, he literally has a shirt that says like ultra mega. He's like a black mega, which I can't even handle that right now. Watching the reactions of black Twitter, black wrestle Twitter, sorry. So many jokes. I'm not even going to because I don't want to like put like a thing uh, on people's heads or whatever. But if you get an opportunity to go back and look at some of the nicknames that she was given. Of Black Wrestle Twitter. It was amazing. Um, It made me laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. And watching people switch back because she then posted like a bikini pic and people were like, if she's racist, I'm racist. And I'm like, no, no, put your phone down. You are in punishment. You know, she believes that all lives matter, Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay? I'm reading some of the nicknames that I'll stop. Uh, <laughs> I got real distracted. It's so good, real right? Oh, Ivanka Trunk. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, they're pretty great. Booty Giuliani. Uh, but now I'll stop. Uh, I had so many things I want to put over. Uh, none of them are to do with wrestling. I want to put over everyone that booed Boris Johnson on uh, his way into the yes! cathedral this morning. I want to put over... I, I know, you know, he's not exactly working out stuff, but uh, props to Joe Biden for uh, telling Elon Musk to enjoy his next trip to the moon, I, which I will just be using as an insult from now on forever. I don't even think he did it on purpose, but credit where credit's due. Like, you don't get a lot of it. So, it was so definitely not on purpose. One. Yeah, I was like, dude, fix, fix your other shit, but keep that one. Um, but wrestling related, I would like to put over. Honestly, this is tough because I've seen, obviously, it's Pride Month. You can't exist in the world and not know that because corporations demand that you know it mm. immediately. And all the wrestles are, are doing their pride stuff. So I really just wanted to put over any wrestler that has been dragged out from their cave because they have at some point identified as Ugh. not straight. And now they are being pulled out by their corporate overlord and made to wear a rainbow t-shirt and say how grateful they are to their Even company. though they haven't been on TV for a while? Even though they haven't been on TV for 500 days. You know, there's a lot of it. There's a lot of people. There's some specific references. But there's a lot of people who get pulled into this and you got to do it. And also it happened last month also with AAPI uh, month that mm. I saw a bunch of that on uh, TNT, TBS, which just was really gross. Because like, what does this representation mean to you? And then certain certain billionaires that run companies saying it means representation and i'm like that's it uh i'd love to see it so (laughs) massive 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 respect to anyone who is out there doing the thing or anyone who is at home not doing the thing but should be doing the thing uh, and still had to come to work for a day and say how great their company is at representation that must fucking suck um so i just wanted to put over the people that are trying 
everyone at Wendy's supports the LGBTQ plus community. <laughs> you know, boots that sandwich, boots that sandwich, Slay Queen. You know, uh, uh, as a queer person, it's always been weird for me because I've always wanted at least four or five things I could count on. And now with Wendy's, I can count on, on their <laughs> four for four. <laughs> and, and now I know that I feel like I'm taken care of. I want to put over. My favorite on-again, off-again friendship, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Hanging out together in the ring, if you have not watched that segment. It's very funny, and they're two charming lads having a good time together. Here's a clip. The bloodline needs me. They've been leaning on me very heavily right now. I just, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Now's just not a good time, Oos. Oos. (laughs) Did you... Did you just call me Oos? Did I? I th- Yeah, you did. That does it for this episode <laughs> of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Lublin. You can still hear me as Modoc in Squirrel Girl on Beatable Radio Show mm. and uh, other stuff that I can't talk about yet. But also, you can listen to We Got This with Mark and Hal and Good Morning Night Vale. Those are my other two podcasts. Danielle? I, I, you know, watch Honest Trailers. I'm sure I have something. I don't fucking know, man. I don't pay attention. Um, I just be showing up and being like, please pay me. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I love my job. I'm very happy to have it. But it, uh, there are, uh, th- this month in particular, because of like all of the non-wrestling hard stuff, I'm like, oh, I don't fucking know, man. Just like mm-hmm. watch stuff. Love sure. you guys. Thanks. Lindsay? Books. I got books. There's some books. Please feel free to enjoy them from your local library or online lender. You can borrow books online from your library, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool. They're rom-coms. They're nice. They're self-care. They will they will protect you from the cruel world <laughs> which we find ourselves in. Uh, so feel free to check those out. We keep telling y'all. We do, and I, and I keep writing them. So like, like, like you uh, could, that'd y'all, be y'all gotta. You can't just doom scroll. You got to read words that make you yeah. feel good and not just Twitter words that make you feel bad. That's it right. It helps. I promise. Our producer, Julian Burrell, is destination pun known and has something to plug too. <gasps> what? What are you plugging? I talked about it last week uh, about Go Fact Yourself's first uh, live episode in uh, two years now. Goodness gracious. Mm. We are doing it at the KPCC Crawford Family Forum. Tickets are going to be free. They are at gofactorpod.org. You will need to bring proof of vaccination and uh, boosting, and you will also be required to wear a mask during the entirety of the show as you are in the audience. But it will be a lot of fun, I promise. It's going to be a grand old time. Oh, that sounds like a safe show that I would be comfortable attending if yeah. I'm going to shows. <laughs> and hey, it looks like the mask mandate might be coming back to LA anyway. Senior Woo! producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Thank you to all of the Max Fun members that keep this show growing. This is because of you that we're here doing this. It's your fault. Okay. Keep up with us all week long <laughs> on all of our social media channels in the show notes. That's also where you can find the official Tights and Fights t-shirt. Don't leave home without it, because... You don't want to walk around naked. That's your business. Or maybe you do. Then you can wear the shirt around your neck. We'll be back next <laughs> week for more, you guessed it, wrestling. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.